Welcome back to another episode of the Strength and Speed Podcast. I'm your host, Mudgear Battle of the Lions Pro, Evan Preparis. Joining me, I got a guest. Before we get to him, though, a quick word from this episode's sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Yoked. Use code STRENGTH20 and save 20% off Yoked. It's a additive you add to your meals or your supplements. It's supposed to increase muscle growth by three times the amount. Super delicious. They were at Savage Race at a bunch of events last year. Uh, you may have tried them there. You may have tried them at some of... Uh, the events I've been to, because I usually have a couple packets with me, uh, definitely check them out, www.yelk.com. And they've also been sharing a lot of stuff just social media-wise, which is cool just to see a supporter of our sport. Speaking of supporters of our sport, we got Michael Stefano on the line from Obstacle Running Adventures. Mike, welcome back. Hey, thanks. Uh, great to be here. I think this is the first time uh, with me as a guest in, in this regular format, right? Yeah, te- I technically true, yeah. Because the, the last time you were on, you were technically the host. Yes, best uh, best week of 2020, I would say. I I would agree with that statement. I mean, it's not hard to beat the other weeks. I feel like, yeah. but <laughs> <laughs> so we we got Mike on because uh, there's a OCR Expo that he's helping put together, and I wanted to talk a little bit about that because I just thought it was really unique. Uh, but before, you know, I think there's sometimes a perception that like in order to do, you know benefit from some aspects of the sport, you need to be at like the top elite level. And it's, it's just not true. So let's talk a little bit about like you personally, you know, where do you see yourself as an athlete? What, what events have you done? Kind of, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself before we jump into the expo. Yeah, I couldn't be further from uh, being a top athlete. I'm a proud, like middle of the packer. Um, I've done a lot of races. I've been in the sport since 2012. Um, I, I needed a change in my life, uh, both for physical and mental benefit. And I found Spartan Race, and I did it with my best friend at the time, and it kicked the absolute crap out of us. <laughs> um, it was uh, Amesbury 2012, and it, I loved it, and I was so excited to come back. I, that year, I still was unfamiliar with the fact that there were other races. And then 2013, I started to go a little crazy. 2014, I was doing all the races. And being here in New England uh, that time, there was, I mean, if you wanted to do an OCR, there was at least two per month you could find in, in our you know six states up here. So it was a great time to be in the sport of OCR. And I was just trying to get a lot of people off the couch uh, and to just push themselves a little bit more. I find that life goes by a little bit better, uh, more memorable when you have something to look forward to. I feel like life can kind of pass you by and I, I wasn't willing to let that happen. So I was uh, finishing up with college at the time and I, I really needed those those things to look forward to on the weekend. And uh, yeah, I had a blast with the sport. Never really saw myself getting good at it, um, which is fine, but I, I wanted to try to find a way to, to pay it back. And so I started a, a little local race team uh, called them stuff and running at the time is very, very small. And then uh, in 2017, I started up a, a podcast and um, originally just wanted to have like a little bit of a time capsule and talk about some of these great memories and stuff. But uh, I, wanted to push myself further out of my comfort zone. So I started talking to elites, doing interviews, and it, it brought me to where we are today and just doing all, everything I can to cover the sport, doing finish line interviews at you know, World Service Mutter. And it's got me to meet just awesome people like yourself and, and other great uh, elites in the sport. And uh, I love it. I love it a lot. Yeah. And you've been one of the most consistent running podcasts and yeah, either I would say the second or third oldest po- uh, OCR podcast, period. Exactly. I think a lot of people, all you really need is a mic and uh, just a lot of determination. And it's it's an ultra marathon, not a sprint. That's a big thing. 
there's been a, a lot of uh, podcasts out there, but we've been weekly, haven't missed a week since we started in 2017. So we'll be, I think this weekend is episode 319. And uh, even in tough times like 2020, we can always find something to talk about, someone to shine a spotlight on in the community. And uh, I enjoy doing it. Yeah, I love it. Absolutely love it. So why, I mean, you kind of touched on a little bit, but why the podcast instead of maybe some other format versus like a blog or a, you know, a YouTube page or whatever, you know, what any of the other media sources available? Yeah, that's actually a good point that you brought up YouTube because I I was actually doing race videos for a while too. And uh, I I had like a GoPro that my grandfather gave me. He's, He's very big into technology. Um, he's the best. And so he gave me a GoPro. And so I was videoing these. I'm like, you know, what? I'll do some video editing, which I used to do in like high school and stuff for charities. And I made some race videos, but it was a lot of work to, you know, edit both video, like the, the visual and audio aspect of it, that the return on time investment wasn't exactly there. Mm-hmm. So uh, that definitely faded away. And, and podcasting is a lot easier to edit but yes. also opens a lot of doorways like that this i mean i can it's like a weird humble brag but like i can kind of talk to whoever i want and, and it, it's really nice because you it breaks down the barriers like you guys are just regular people and to me that makes it more interesting too that you guys aren't like put on this pedestal that you are like what you do is achievable and i think i, I find that to be motivational to a lot of people love it love it o- always always got good insight so the Another quick question. So, yeah, I don't need specifics necessarily, but, you know, with, with your podcast, like, have you ever received perks, benefits, free race entries, free product, whatever, like over the last couple of years? Yes. Uh, I actually have something sitting right next to me that I, I can't actually talk about right now, but I'll talk to you uh, off the, the, the mic about that. But yeah, uh, free race entries and stuff. Um, I get to race uh, Spartan and Tough Mudder uh, for free. I don't look to do like local events for free because I, I find that money there like they really need that support so I, I wouldn't race there for free if i could uh but yeah i do a few free races which is nice i get some um some small perks but it does uh does not help pay my mortgage yeah sure. absolutely yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah yeah so I, I bring that up so i got a i'm working on another book i'm always working on a book yeah Big surprise um so the, the book i have coming out in 2024 which is mostly done i gotta like go through and do a couple of edits and maybe adjust a couple chapters but it's called the sponsored athlete and it talks about you know as an athlete getting perks and it not necessarily making money but at least reducing costs which allows you to race more and you know turn something that's like an expensive hobby down into maybe a less expensive hobby or um you know maybe even make some money off of so you know so i i talk about the different part of the book i talk about different you know categories of athletes and where you fall into and then based off of like of those categories determines like how much how hard you need to go in some of the other categories right so like if you're a ryan atkins a jonathan albin you know name one of the big stars you can get away with just showing up and racing and then going back and having like a very little social media presence versus if you're middle of the pack or even you know a beginner who is absolutely no experience you're gonna have to go a little bit harder on the media side and kind of uh, bring something else of value to the table so yeah absolutely cool yeah, love it. Okay. Um, sp- speaking of bringing value to the table and to the sport, you and I, I'm, I'm sure you talked about it a little bit on your own podcast, but I, I'm sure some of our audience doesn't, it's not mutually exclusive. We, we probably overlap a little bit. Tell us a little bit about this OCR Expo and kind of how you got involved. And yeah, we'll go from there. Yeah. So uh, 
kind of related to OCR America too. Um, right after that, I came back and I found out that I was, um, that there was going to be a expo being put on to represent like New England OCR. I'm like, oh, that's really cool. Let's be a vendor there. And uh, I, I had the main event organizer on to talk about it. And he's, I mean, we, we talk regular racer. He's just another one of us as a regular racer, which is really cool. And um, he's like, hey, I really want to put this on to support the sport. Do you guys want to be a vendor? And I said, like, we don't really have anything to sell, but I'd love there, love to be a presence there and, um, you know, do some interviews. And I went and it was a great time. And then that was the last normal pre-pandemic weekend of the year. Um, Should it really hit the fan after that? (laughs) Um, So it it was a great time, but 2021, like we couldn't bring it back. 2022 still couldn't bring it back because up here in the Northeast, COVID rules were very strict. Um, so events as a whole were really hard to bring back, but, uh, he reached back out and he said, Hey, we're, we're thinking about putting this back on for 2023. Uh, I want you as more than a vendor. I want you to be part of the planning committee. And I am much like yourself, very good at overextending (laughs) what I'm able to do. So I said another project. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So I've been on the the planning committee and I've, I've been putting in a lot of work to try to not only get this off the ground, but make it bigger and uh better than in 2020 awesome so it's um give us the dates give us the hours does it cost money to get into etc stuff like that right yeah so it is march 11th and it's in lincoln rhode island uh, so again supposed to represent new england ocr uh, i personally have have you know dreams and admirations to, to make it bigger um in the future but it's uh right now it's only 12 to 4 and Excuse me. Uh, ticket prices are there was a recently a uh, a price increase, a short one like five dollars, I believe. Yeah, so it, it's up to twenty five dollars now. Um, but there's like last minute pricing after March first for thirty dollars and at the door also thirty dollars. Um, also personal plug, you could use code M S T E F five for an additional five dollars off. And uh, it's it's part expo and part celebration of the sport right too so we're going to have like a live dj um yeah there'll be vendors there but this could be like buffet style eating and um steve martin the the head of organizing all of this was very um adamant that we have a really nice venue so it's one of the top wedding venues in the (laughs) island uh so i on one hand smallest state (laughs) in the united states but on the other hand like I saw pictures of this place and it's very nice. So he, he's spared no expense booking this place. And um, in addition to like making money to pay for the event itself, everything else, every penny that we make after that goes towards find your bold, which is a um, charity that was put on by uh, Boulder dash, mm-hmm. which is an event that's been happening for a long, long time. And we've supported that charity, uh, Caitlin and I for a while now. And, and it's all about you know, reducing barriers so everyone can enjoy uh, activities like OCR or skiing or, or running. And uh, I know on the team they have um, Nina who has cerebral palsy. And so we've been on the course with her, you know, pushing her along on a wheelchair, picking her out of the chair, putting her over the wall. And uh, it's, it's the kind of stuff like that that makes the sport so special. So I'm glad that that's going to be the beneficiary of the event this year. Yeah, sounds awesome. Sounds awesome. I wish I like you're saying, I am overextended and uh, I just added like two more big things to my plate in the last three weeks. So it's, uh, yeah, but I, I would love to come up and support and I do plan on moving to the Northeast in the next two years. So uh, hopefully you guys are still going in 2020, 
five. That's the plan. I, and I will, uh, I will join in and overextend myself and help <laughs> on the backside if you need to, and uh, definitely be there event weekend to, you know, kind of interact with the community. I think that would be a lot of fun and really yeah. cool opportunity. We would love that. One of the ways that I, I suggested that we continue to expand this event too is to have some more of the elite side of the sport. So like like yourself, but I know you're you're busy that weekend. But we're going to be having uh, Josh Fiore. The, nice. Uh, uh, love Josh. Yeah, Thank orange you. jacket member now. Uh, and then uh, Kelly Sullivan and a few others that have confirmed, but we're still like really making sure they're coming before we announce them. But um, I figured like a meet and greet would be really cool for people uh yeah so that, that's another exciting aspect of the event too that's cool yeah no it's you know getting an opportunity to talk to some of them in a non-race setting you know because you talk to someone at a race sometimes they're especially if it's before the race right people are warming up they're busy they're prepping their gear or whatever so it sounds like a really cool opportunity and you know you know i know like comic conventions and um you know running conventions they'll also do like seminars where like someone will talk for 30 minutes and you know you can go and sit at the seminar or you can you know, you can not, you can just go around and shop. So exactly. I just think there's a lot of really cool opportunity and we've seen, I've seen similar stuff in other sports with, you know, seminars and vendors and it's cool to see it with OCR because I, this is the first and only expo that I know about uh, besides like, you know, not counting stuff that's at a race venue, like yeah. during a race weekend. So yeah. And much like, uh, you know, how you, you know, explain that you have this podcast of like, learning from other sports and pulling it to make your sport better um, or, or training for it. I just recently went to the run show in Boston and covered it and looked around there and saw like what made their event so special too. So that's going to be only helping us more in the future. And and something that they did really well back in 2020, which we're definitely continuing to do is something that we call, I think we call it like a passport or something. It's essentially like a bingo card that you're given. Mm-hmm. And each little square has like, you have to like visit a certain vendor or go find a certain athlete or go do something. So it's a fun little way to keep you engaged with like all of the things like, Oh, did I miss anything? Well, you get this thing as soon as you walk in through the door that makes sure you don't miss out on anything. Uh, that's um, good. I like it. Yeah. And, and, and something that we have new this year was uh, something I would say is unexpected, but we uh, shot for the moon and landed among the stars. We got Spartan involvement too, which Whoa! Very surprised by it. they gave us uh, 100 free Spartan codes. Um, oh my goodness! Yeah, so 20. I mean, of those that, that's were- worth. That's worth it. It's worth showing up for. <laughs> I mean, by itself, right? I mean that that's valued. Like each one of those is a hundred dollars ish, more depending on you know discounts and what distance you're running and stuff like that. But exactly. And so we're trying to find. You know, we're we're going to try to make it rain <laughs> discount codes in, in, in different ways and and all that stuff too. And uh, whether it's like putting your uh, passport in, in a thing at the end of the day, then or uh, we'll be doing lots of raffles. Each vendor is going to be having a, a raffle item that's going to be brought too. So it's it's all for a good cause, and it's just really good to see Spartan acknowledge that and say, yeah, we're willing to help too. At the same time, like not pushing to be the forefront of the attention because this is to celebrate the small Boulder Dash as much as the big Tough Mudder and uh, Spartan race. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, at this sport point, Spartan has established a monopoly essentially over the sport. <laughs> so, I mean, there are still, you know, the smaller companies are, I would say, are of no threat, right? And even, right. even I would say, the second biggest company, which I would guess is Savage. Mm-hmm. You know, would you, what would you say the second biggest company is in the U.S., Savage? Yeah, I would say Savage Race, yeah. yeah. I mean, even them, I, 
they've got their East Coast series of events, and uh, I think they're holding pretty steady on like quite far as numbers. So I don't, I mean, I don't even think those are, I don't even think they're like they they physically don't have the the number, the amount of assets and uh, you know builders and obstacle builds to even provide a threat to Spartan, right? So yeah, yeah. ever since Spartan Race acquired Tough Mudder, uh, for better or for worse. Uh, so far, it's, it's keeping them alive. Uh, yeah. yeah, they only the the top dog by far. So it was good to see them because they, to my knowledge, they don't have much to gain from this. Maybe using these codes as like a tax write off, but it, just regardless of their <laughs> uh, motivations, just it, it, it's good to see them help out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Cool. So tell us about some of the other vendors that you have confirmed the event. Yeah, so I'm pulling up now. We have um, so. Decent amount of athletes, which is exciting. We have uh, the OCR trainer, Megan Beck. Oh, nice. we have, uh, it starts here, fitness. A lot of like small gyms, but again, this is to support like a lot of the local scene. We have laid back fitness, uh, which put on an event earlier this year called the Obst- uh, was it the Frozen Clam Obstacle Plunge, which was a very small uh, obstacle course that ends with you like uh, running up a ra- up and down a ramp into the ocean. And that was on the uh, the first of January, so that was like a fun event. Uh, there's Dirty Development showing up. They have a permanent course up in New Hampshire. There's uh, Isogenics, uh, Ourselves, Boulder Dash, uh, Find Your Bold, CrossFit Windrose, Oscar Mike, Stack Tracks Fitness, Regina Bartlett as a speaker, um, Spartan, and, and, and just a, a whole bunch more. And we're, we're continuing to get more and more vendors, which is which is nice to see too. Cool. So let's say someone has a small business or a large business, you know, and they want to become a vendor. How do who do, do they reach out to you? How, how do we? How do you go about, about this process? Yeah, so we got the website. Uh, it's called NewEnglandOCRExpo.com, and that'll bring you to the main site, which has information for vendors as well as attendees. Um, and you click the little vendor information, and we have tiers, starting with uh, just just lower tiers, like the, we call it the open wave, moving up to age group, then elite, then a championship level, which is like the presenting sponsor. That that one's up there that one's like a thousand dollars but the open wave as little as like 125 and the age group which is the next step up uh 250 with that you get a free uh spartan code so that kind of helps pay for that yeah i'm no kidding so we want to make sure that we're just valuing both sides because it, it takes both the guests and the vendors to really put on a, a good event so we're appreciative of anyone that wants to come out and support yeah love it yeah super cool i think i just think the concept is really good and, um, you know, I think on, on the elite side, some of the athletes, you know, in kind of private Zoom meetings and discussions have been talking about, like, especially with Spartan getting rid of the pro team, like, yeah. well, w- what do we do now? And how do we, you know, continue to push the sport forward? And how do we, like, as athletes, how do we benefit? What, you know, what's the next step? And I think this is, you know, it's obviously not the, the end all be end all be all solution, but I think this is a step in the right direction and um, just a really cool idea. So, yeah. To, to many, I feel like people think that the the sports in turmoil, whether, I mean, depending on how people feel about this whole drastic change to the 3K format for Spartan Race, which I have, I certainly have my opinions on, um, it, it's a good way to have this little fun expo and just remember what it's all about, having fun, um, you know, get in good shape and just building up a, a solid community that uh, can enjoy themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love it. Cool. Let's talk a little bit. Since we you, know, you kind of mentioned it, the state of the sport, and uh, always curious about opinions, especially people who've been involved in the sport for a long time. 
Yeah. Uh, any kind of opinions, uh, thoughts on the state of the sport? You know, we talk a little bit about the Spartan 3K switch and, you know, whatever, whatever you want to talk about here. Yeah, definitely. So uh, let me get up on my soapbox here. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things that it, it's, it's tough as living as someone that's lived through the, like the glory days of so many events being around like superhero yeah, yeah. scramble, dirty dash, bone frog, battle frog, all those that are no longer with us. Um, it's, it's one of those things that you can kind of sit and be that, that old man on the porch, like yelling <laughs> <laughs> kind of look forward and say like, well, what do we have to look forward to? And, and uh, I'm not exactly known for my optimism, but I got to, you know, keep on that good face. I think Spartan changing to the three K series is, is a big mistake. Um, okay. I, I don't think that there's anything inherently wrong with a three K format, but I, I just think it, it's, Sprint Super Beast has been their thing forever. And yes, yeah. they still will have those events for the, the masses, but I, I think they should have tested this a little bit longer. I mean, we think about all the things that have gone wrong in their events in their lead series in recent years, and it's, you know, they co- constantly use the excuse, oh, we're a new sport, we're a new sport, we're a new sport. Well, now they up and changed their competitive series. What kind of, you know, things are going to go awry now? So I wish that they took a slower, more cautious approach with it. And I also feel like they are, um, it's just, I feel like it's a massive disrespect to some of the athletes that kind of helped build the sport up as well. Uh, you look at the Ryan Atkins, you look at the, um, just the other athletes that are really good on the, on the mountains. Right. And mm-hmm. while on one hand, I, I don't think you, you should have to be a good mountain runner to, you know, uh, be competitive in Spartan race it's just Spartan race kind of said like to the hell with you guys we are completely changing where, where the athletic field is going. And I, I find that kind of disappointing because there's a lot of like new blood that I was excited to see how they would continue to race. And, and they still might show up for the love of competition, but you think of like Ryland Shadeg, a lot of the yeah. excellent women on the um, OCR dream team, but led by Nicole miracle. She herself had said that, you know, she's sitting down with a lot of these excellent women and, and just, they're like, where do we go from here? Do we focus on Savage? Like, what do we really enjoy doing? Because on one hand, it's a great way to compete. You want to compete against the best in the field. But at the same time, if just 3K series, that's it's very different. And with that, the 1K, I believe it's a yeah, one kilometer, like qualify, or I don't know. The, the qualifying round is a completely different distance too. I don't, it, it feels like this was not organized by someone that's involved in the sport like as a competitor mm-hmm. and i feel like there's going to be, have to be a lot of changes um i don't know i feel like there's, there's a lot of warning signs but yeah now you, you brought up a lot of good points uh the one i'm gonna slightly play devil's advocate eh, a little bit um I, i'm not like oh this is a great decision i'm i'm, I'm kind of very apathetic about stuff i'll say the one thing we have to be careful is right so the the people who are at the top of the sport are at the top of the sport, like you're saying, because they're good mountain runners and they're they're specifically very good at that 13 mile beast distance, which is where most of the competition takes place. Super and beast distance, right? So, you know, and as, as the top people, I think we value their opinions more because they're the top people. Well, obviously, if you're at the top and they have changed the format of where you're at the top of, you're not going to be happy about it. So sure. I'll I'll just kind of add that as a caveat, right? Like if you took world's toughest mutter, which is like my you know, my forte or the 12 hour toughest. Mm-hmm. And you're like, we're switching it to a 5k. I'd be like, well, that is not, that is not good. Right. Like yeah. that is, that is not good. That is not good for me. Um, you know, but I think they, the, the, 
the one thing I'll say is right. Like the three K might bring out some different athletes. Um, you know, some of, some of the athletes that were doing well at the beast distance will cross over effectively. And a lot of our, you know, a lot of them are, a lot of their, they're, they're so physically fit and they're so high level that they'll still be very competitive at that shorter distance. Um, but it'll also bring up out a new crop of athletes that, you know, some of which we may not even be tracking just because, uh, they've never had the opportunity to showcase themselves at that high level. Was it a good move for the brand? I have no idea. It seems like you said, it seems fairly rash to make a sudden pivot versus, you know, maybe bringing it out slowly and having like one year where there's like a 3K championships plus the the big championships and then right. like kind of seeing how those fields stack out and which one seems to be doing better before pivoting versus like, all right, I know you've been training for this distance for the last 10 years. We're just going to make a hard pivot right now. So Yeah, definitely. I, yeah, I don't want to sound too bitter with like, I just wish it was more in addition to instead of instead of yeah uh, yeah because i i definitely want to see all these athletes that have great short course potential that don't have access to mountains i, I don't think that i wouldn't want where people live to be too much of a factor um you have people like you know if you live in new york city you're not going to get access to, to, to mountains right if, if you're living mm-hmm. in uh i mean where, where you live like this the, what are you going to do for elevation and um i think it, it's it's rough. So I wish that there would be both or like some kind of hybrid approach, but just to completely up and change it. Interesting, interesting strategy there. Yeah. But I mean, you know, I, I can sit here and criticize from the sideline all I want, but you know, it's been a decade and Spartan appears to be the last man standing. So (laughs) So they're doing something right. They're doing something right. You know, or maybe they're, you know, Joe Desenia's pockets are just infinitely deep. I know they're a lot deeper than I always thought they were when he bought uh, tough mutter. So. Yeah, Caitlin made a analogy. She 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 said something that was uh really wise, uh, especially especially for her, where she said that she feels like Joe Desena is just kind of playing uh, Monopoly and just buying as much as he can without any kind of strategy or anything. The way that he just buys like this race company and this race company now biking and now this and now fighting and this and that without yeah. any strategy. So it, it's I I don't know. I, I time will tell if he's a good businessman or if he's just like. That there's definitely something special about him. That that's for sure. As someone that that's met him a few times, but I just don't know. I question some of the business decisions. And yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I think from again, pure conjecture here. I think well, they're they're creating a lifestyle brand. They want Spartan to be a lifestyle product. So they have Spartan races as one of their products, but then they have you know these biking races, and they have Spartan Combat, which is very ho- uh, heavily focused on wrestling, mm-hmm. with like a subculture of jujitsu mixed in there. Um, they've got like Spartan supplements and Spartan tea and, you know, they're trying to make like a whole, you know, whole thing where like, all right, I'm bought into the Spartan, you know, race I'm or bought into one aspect of it. And then it kind of theoretically trickles down into other aspects of your life. So, yeah, I'm, I'm actually speaking of, I'm actually wearing a Spartan combat, uh, gi top, not a gi top, uh, a rash guard. Cause I was at jujitsu this morning and I found, I'm finally wearing the Spartan logo. But it is not on is not on a race course. It is uh you know rolling around the mats there. So that's fascinating because I I mean I have a martial arts background as well, but it is well over a decade ago. Um, because we we don't I, I haven't heard as much about the the Spartan combat. So it, it's just producing more clothes for it or like yeah. So they, it looks like they I mean they have some sort of tournament. Um, and then they've sponsored several of like the the big name. Uh, I think they're just out of college or still at in college i'm not sure of the 
rules there, but uh, a bunch of wrestlers. So there's a, it, like if you if you follow their Instagram, it's it's basically a couple of these like very famous high level wrestlers um, okay. that are you know low twenties. Uh, it's that's what the majority of it is. But then if you look at their website, they also sell uh, you know no gi, so essentially rash guard tops and fight shorts, and they sell gis, so you can have a, like a like a karate gi type thing. It's a jujitsu yep. gi with the Spartan. It has the Spartan branding all over it. Wow. So yeah. Just- I've been trying to I've been trying to get my foot in that door and uh, do some some article writing for them and yeah uh, help myself out, but they seem to be hard to get in contact with directly. And anyone's got a Spartan combat contact, hit me up. Yeah, yeah. As long as they 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 give the attention that they each deserve, because I know that they had a I can't even think of the name of it, which is horrible. But they had some, I think it was like Spartan Trail. They had like a big World Championships, and they didn't post like a thing about it. Um, and I think like Amelia Amelia Boone competed in. There was some big event that happened last year that, as myself, like someone very big in the sport covering media, I should have known about, and even I didn't know about it. So mm. um, I, I just wish that they would give more attention to, to all the different things. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. So, all right. What else? What else we got going on? Uh, what else you got lined up on your calendar for twenty twenty three? Yeah. So as, as Personal thing I've been thinking about, you know, I, I got into OCR to kind of get out of my comfort zone. I've done a lot here. Um, there's still a lot of local events that I want to go and give some love to, but I've also been thinking about trying some triathlons, which I know is more of like a rich people sport. And oh my goodness. I am not, but I definitely want to just have some experience. I, I really enjoy swimming. I want to bike. I want to increase my fitness in, in other ways uh, instead of just running and, and, and wearing my body down too much. But uh, in terms of coverage, uh, definitely returning to World Step Mother. Not being able to go last year was uh, tough, but <laughs> since so, it was because I was got married, that was there you a go. decision to make. Yep. <laughs> I was going to say, tell people why you didn't go. Yeah, exactly. That was the first World Step Mother I've missed since 20... yeah, 2017 was the first one that I went to. Um, and it, it's my favorite event of the year. Uh, followed... Somewhat, yeah, pretty close behind by uh, OCRWC, which is way <laughs> the hell out in California um, at elevation, which I think is an interesting choice. But I plan to be there as well, um, even though it's going to be very inconvenient. I heard it's like three hours from like the, the closest main airport. So that's, it is, that's I looked at it briefly. It is not close to a major airport. Um, yeah. So, but you know, some of that's the trade off for a nice venue sometimes. So I, yeah. I haven't been to that venue. We'll see. But uh, yeah, totally. yeah. I I mean, I was very fortunate to have it in my backyard in, in Vermont. <laughs> like that, that's pretty close to us here in Massachusetts. So that was that was nice. But I was actually really expecting it to be uh, over in Europe. I thought it'd be really cool if they you know had it on the East Coast and then Europe, because um, you know you know North America and Europe are the two biggest presenting um, you know continents when it comes to these events. So. Yeah going to be i hope there's a lot of good european athletes that come over because i I really enjoy seeing them for that event so i will share a secret i'm not sure i think i can share it now because it's no longer a thing but when you interviewed me at ocwc i said that i had some big news that was going to hopefully break in the next couple weeks yeah and and it did not break and the reason it didn't break is because it didn't go through um so i'm gonna i'm gonna share this here i'm not sure i'm allowed to i'm gonna i think it's a whatever it's okay so (laughs) at at the weekend of ocwc uh, if anyone saw me walking around, I was walking around with Amin Dib, the owner of Hannibal Race, and uh, Badri, one of the other owners. And the reason I was walking around with them, because uh, they were looking at OCRWC, and there was talks of them buying OCRWC, like the whole brand. 
holy crap <laughs> yeah so um and it, like supposedly the deal started to go through and then i you know i don't know got caught up and whatever i blah 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 you know a lot of minutia in there it ends up not happening but there was you know at one point i received a phone call it's like yeah we're we're 100 buying it and i was like oh this is wild um so that's that's one of the reasons they came out because they wanted to see they wanted to see and experience the venue for themselves like to see what it looks like and what they uh, you know meet all the athletes and all the the people on the backside of the scene so um wow. yeah out of, all, out of all the things i expected you to say uh that would have been way way down on the list that's, that's <laughs> <the thing. laughs> so i was so obviously i'm really good friends with amin uh yeah. from hannibal race so i great. was super excited because i was about to be like Oh my goodness. Like one of my closest friends about to be the owner. <laughs> and I'm friends with Adrian too, but um, yeah, yeah. yeah, I made friends with him after he had started OCWC versus Amin. I've been friends with since 2015. So oh, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was really cool. I, when I actually, he was one of the first people I saw when I went to OCRWC uh, last year. I was, I was like at the, at the bar with some friends and he comes in and I'm like, Amin with a question mark. And <laughs> didn't want it to be wrong because i've only met him that one time at the the bone frog but yeah just yeah. a genuinely good guy and I, I hope to make it out to a hannibal race sometime yeah right on where were we where i, I sidetracked this what we were saying oh at, at just ocrwc being at elevation oh yeah uh, yeah <laughs> that's crazy I can't isn't that crazy I, I was like freaking out at one point um when i heard that news i was like oh my goodness um so and that i think would have taken yeah. the world by storm though the yeah yeah yeah, so I think they would be. We when we were we were talking about that weekend, and my recommendation was like, I don't think people will be happy. But I was like, but you should. I think you should do Stratton for one more year, just to kind of like work out the kinks of like setting, like essentially running a new business. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, I know they had plans at some point to move it around the world, including you know Middle East, obviously, because that's where they're from. Um, but it wouldn't have like permanently moved to the Middle East. It would be you know, right. go there and then go to someplace else, and uh, so yeah pretty crazy that is crazy (laughs) (laughs) sure i thought i had the big news and then you dropped that bomb on the podcast yeah it didn't come out it didn't actually happen though so it's like it's like yeah so all right yeah yeah sometimes there's some there's some other things in the works that uh you know hopefully some of the other stuff will pan out but um yes always there's always people in the background making moves so yeah you know i think the sometimes we get we, we get we fall in love so the we, we get the primacy effect right whatever we're first exposed to that's what we love the most right so mm-hmm. you know whatever brand you typically race warrior dash or bone frog or battle frog whatever sometimes people, people fall in love like with the glory days and uh you know sometimes it is the glory days but sometimes it's just it's just that you were exposed to it first absolutely um, yeah so. all right uh we're it's gonna be a quick podcast just because it is my daughter's birthday party so i took a a quick 40 minute break to record this with mike oh happy birthday to her yeah it's not today her birthday was a little bit ago but uh the, the parties today so there are uh nine eight-year-old screaming girls in my house in the background oh boy <laughs> before we get going though we're gonna do tell us something people would be surprised to know about you okay um this is one i think we might have in common i'm a i'm a massive uh nerd uh, just video games um <laughs> still still collect pokemon cards once in a while uh but yeah video games i i, I have beaten well over a thousand video games i have like Jeez. a little i have a little like well not little i have a big spreadsheet of like all these systems and stuff that i have and i you know video games can get expensive they're up to like 70 dollars now um for, for them new but i just i'm so far behind with like a backlog that 
you know, I'm still playing like PlayStation 4 games. I'm getting them for like $20. So uh, a lot of video game playing that that's uh, what I do when I'm recovering from running and stuff. I love, love video games. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I, my <laughs> spreadsheet only covers arcade games. So I only, yes, I heard you had that. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's over a hundred, um, which I get, it doesn't take much skill. It's more of persistence. <laughs> <laughs> because essentially most games, if you pump enough coins into them, you'll win. So, yeah. but I, I really love the, like the, you know, the, the higher end games, just, I don't have the time and effort to put into them. Uh, but I really like, I've actually watched, speaking of being a super nerd, right? Like I've watched, you know, YouTube videos of someone doing a run through of a game. Cause I, w- I literally want the story mm-hmm. and the experience without having to put in the time and effort to actually play through it all. So yeah, I get it. Know. <laughs> yeah and especially now the games are like movies you know so if especially if it's like a spin-off of a a movie or a book or something that they made into a video game like it's the 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 cgi um is it looks i mean it looks movie quality in, in a lot of aspects so yeah i've heard that the the new show like the last of us is i mean i've heard some people complaining that it's like almost exactly like the game but that that's pretty awesome i haven't seen it yet but the game the game is pretty good yeah the new, the new Resident Evil movie that came out was very, it was pretty close to the game, but my only complaint was they tried to cram like three storylines of games into like a single hour and a half movie. Oh, so, yeah. But, yeah. Good stuff. So I, I you know, I'm, we're kind of touching a little bit off of what you said. I, I am, I'm also a huge nerd. Uh, never got into Pokemon, but I've got other, other nerdy interests there. And um, I did, I think I mentioned on a previous podcast, I put in a request to speak at Comic-Con. It got denied. Oh, well, you know, back, back to where we started. Uh, but, you know, that's my philosophy on most things. If you apply and if they say no, then you're lit- you've literally lost no ground, like yeah. unless your ego's hurt, right? So uh, yeah. I did the same thing with Ninja Warrior this year. I didn't think I was going to get picked. And sure enough, they picked me. I got called a couple nights ago. Yeah. So, Congrats so sh- on that. We plan to talk about that in quick news this week. I was shocked. Like, compl- I-, I feel like I really – I basically took uh, Bobby's uh, OCR Everest documentary and yeah. I chopped it down to like under three minutes for a submission video. And then I threw like a title card at the end and I was like, pick me again. I want to go compete. <laughs> awesome. And they, you know, Bobby Ross, ladies and gentlemen, I, I credit Ninja Warrior all to him. So yeah, he's, he's awesome. I love Bobby. Yeah. All right. Any final shout outs you want to give? Awesome. Yeah. So you can uh, come and listen to our show. I'd really, really appreciate that. We are weekly, uh, whether it's covering a big event, doing you know finish line interviews, there's not many podcasts that do that anymore, and I, I really enjoy that. Or we're having a lead on the show, or just talking to a regular, awesome person in the community that I want to highlight, uh, whether they're running for a great cause or something. That would be great. And um, obstacle running adventures, we're a part of the OCR report, so we're on their website as well. Uh, as for the expo, you can go check it out at NewEnglandOCRExpo.com, and again, you can use that code MST. EF5 for $5 off too. Uh, really great. To, it'd be awesome to see someone there. Um, yeah, come say hi. I'm, <laughs> I'm a little shy, but uh, I, I try to be my as extroverted as I possibly can be at these events. And uh, yeah, just great to see people that, that listen to the show. And uh, I just love the sport so much and just want to keep trying to pay it forward in any way I can. Yeah, that's, that's one of the things I really like about your show is, you know, you, you touch on some of like the big news stories, but then you also touching a lot of like nuanced stuff that you know the you know if you're just following the main headlines people aren't going to hear about so um and i try to i try to do the same i think like you know the if, if every ocr podcast is covering just the biggest story then it turns into like why am i going to listen to more than one podcast i can just yeah. listen to one and uh 
you know, getting some of those local events and some, some of that exposure out and into the community, I think is really good. And obviously love the OCR report. I've got a bunch of articles up there as well. Yes. Yeah. Um, so uh, keeping my episodes company up on the website. So it's not just me. <laughs> Appreciate that. But yeah, it, it's one of those things that uh, there's a bunch of OCR podcasts out there, but we all have our own style. And uh, I listen to, to like eight or nine different OCR podcasts and I'm really? friends with you guys. It's just, I don't view us as like, obviously like we're not competitors. We're, we're all friends and stuff, but um, it's one thing to say that it's another thing to mean it. And uh, yeah, I think we genuinely mean it. We're all trying to build the sport up. So there's no real animosity between any of the podcasters, which is nice too. Yeah. You know, I was um, in the, in, in the martial arts world, like a bunch of the podcasts I was listening to uh, specifically for martial arts, we're talking about how like, martial artists like to fight amongst themselves like which is a better style or even even within the style right they'll be like you know if you depending on where you train jujitsu they'll be like no you oh you train with that guy i don't really like that lineage or whatever same thing with like wing chung and uh one of the podcasts was like you know at the end of the day you have even if you train one guy trains jujitsu or grappling and the other guy trains old school kung fu right like you guys have a lot more in common than you have different right like yeah. That passion to to invest in something and spend your time learning it and uh, teaching it and training and stuff like that and um, yeah the same thing goes with athletes and OCR right like I even if I meet someone who's a high level athlete and insert any other sport you know I I feel like I can bond with them uh, because a lot of the we have a lot of similarities between nutrition and you know rest and training and you know prioritizing training above other things and stuff like that so uh, yeah. I think life is better if you focus on uh, what we have in common and what we have different. So couldn't agree more on that. Boom. Deep, deep <laughs> thoughts from Mike over here. I love it. Absolutely love it. All right. Uh, we're going to get going. And uh, Mike, great talking to you. We will, uh, we'll have to do this a little more regularly. I know you've, I've been, I guess, in your podcast. Um, I don't know how many times at this point, but it's been a lot. And I, I really do appreciate uh, the continued support. So it means a lot to me. And um you know, in a couple of years, I'll be I'll be up in your neck of the woods, hopefully, and uh, get to see each other on a more regular basis. Yeah, play some video games together or something. Yes, yes. <laughs> Invite me over to play video games. You got it. All right, we'll catch you later. Thanks, Evan. Bye.